Women do it all. At least we try to. The kids, the house, the partner, the business, it's a lot. The mom is the sun in her universe, the nucleus in her family. And high achieving female executives, CEOs and entrepreneurs want to be the best at everything all at once. But what about us? Our healing, our happiness, our health. There is a way to easily put ourselves first so that we can be the foundation we want to be for everybody else while we are thriving. Join me as I teach you how I learned to take care of myself consistently and without feeling any mom guilt. You can take care of you, feel great, and run your business and home with ease and harmony. Come reawaken your truest self so you can be the happy center of your dynamic world. I'm Katie Noel, the Quantum Health and Mindset Coach. Your health and happiness is only a quantum healing journey away. Hi, busy ladies. Welcome to our weekly live at 5.55. I hope you're having a wonderful day. It's been so interesting in the continental climates, how much the weather's been back and forth. But if you're from here, you're used to that. So I hope you're staying either nice and warm or cool if it's 70 or 75 for you today or this hour um, and enjoying your week so far, no matter where you are and no matter what your weather is like. So I put a, just a written post in the group just now with a quote that used to hang on the wall of a chiropractor that I saw who did um, some energy modalities that are different than what I do, but um, I incorporate those sometimes, but I like doing Reiki more. Um, He had this quote on his wall that said, your biography becomes your biology. So your story becomes your body. And I want to talk about that a little bit because I think for some people who aren't familiar with energy work, who aren't familiar with emotional healing at a deep level and how it can affect their physical body, I think it can seem really abstract and profound and otherworldly. And they feel sometimes I I feel like um, nervous or scared or just simply they don't have much faith in it. They they just don't believe in that kind of thing. So let's talk a little bit about that and why it is that I have, with all of my background knowledge and all of the fields that I could have gone into, gone into this field because um, I truly believe it's making the biggest difference that I can possibly make for my clients at the deepest level, rather than having gone to a, into a field of like being a naturopath or homeopathist or um, a a nutritionist or anything like that. I I chose this field for a reason because I feel like it has a bigger impact that actually allows those other fields to, to anchor into a person and actually be effective and worthwhile. So if you are new here, welcome to this live. Um, If you've been here before, thank you for returning. It's so great to have you all. Um, And I just want to emphasize, you know, that I understand that not everybody really gets it when it comes to energy work and emotional healing and how that affects the physical body. It's, It's not the norm, right? This is not what our parents did growing up. Most certainly not mine. 
um, when, when something was wrong, we, my parents took me to the doctor and that was kind of the end all be all. And we are really moving into this new paradigm, this new dynamic where people are reaching outside of Western medicine to find solutions and answers. Um, I will be the first person to say that Western medicine has its big, huge pros and a very, very definitive time and place in our world, in our life, and our health. Um, I'm not discrediting that at all, but I am saying that in my personal experience with myself, my clients, my students over the years, um, making the energetic shift, the emotional shift first or in synchronicity with the physical shifts is really the most powerful motion forward and upward that I can see anybody get. Um, because what happens is epigenetics come into play. So I'm going to talk a little bit about epigenetics. I'm going to talk a little bit about the quote that hung on my chiropractor's wall that just... Um, you know, I, he had all these charts and graphs and all these things that I'm so interested in. I love science and medicine. Um, but that, that quote was so simple and profound. It just really, um, stuck in my heart and, um, he, he was a great man. So, um, the quote was again, your biography becomes your biology. Well, what does that mean? It means that you, the story of your life, and I'm going to take that one step farther the story of your family's life your family history many generations back and presently becomes your physical body um that sounds crazy so let's talk about that a little bit so first of all let's talk about epigenetics um epigenetics is a study of how experiences that are um gone through by a certain generation and they, they you know they of course test mice and stuff and rats and stuff like that um an experience actually embeds itself into the dna of the animal and is passed down to its offspring so uh the the coolest study i read was about um some rats in kind of a maze-like enclosure and, you know, just one generation about the same age of rats. And when they were put in this enclosure, when they went to a certain area in the enclosure, they were, they received a shock. Um, nothing to harm them, but it definitely didn't feel good, right? So these rats, these rats that were in the enclosure started to avoid that area they learned. So once the scientists really saw these rats um, consistently understanding where to avoid within the enclosure, um, you know, they removed them, didn't put them in the enclosure ever again, and they allowed these rats to start breeding. And then they would take the offspring of the rats and put them in the same enclosure without ever having, you know, been there before. And the offspring knew to avoid that area in the enclosure. And um, I don't know if I'm going to remember it correctly, but I think that it was like four or five generations down the offspring of the original rats knew to avoid this particular area in the enclosure, okay? This is a profound finding in modern science that, that experiences can be embedded into DNA. It really um, expands upon the concept of what instinct is, right? Animal instinct. Animals learn through epigenetics it's a survival feature it's a survival tactic um there's another theory that phobias in human beings 
um, come from epigenetics. So um, I'm just going to pause really quick. Um, I see that I've got some watchers. If you can please comment and let me know that you can see me and hear me clearly before I move on so that I know I've got a good connection and everything's being heard. I'm hoping somebody is not driving and can just pop in and comment real quick. So we're going to talk a little bit about phobias. And when, when I learned this, it really resonated within me um, because I've had a phobia. I've healed it now. But all my life up until about a year and a half ago, I had a horrible phobia of spiders <clears throat> with no logical explanation for this. I've never had a spider bite. I've never been like surrounded by spiders. There, there's no experience to relate to this, but I mean, absolutely horrible, crippling to the point where, um, I would see a spider and I would lose all rational senses and I would completely just act, um, without any thoughtfulness, um, really heightened emotional states, irrational amounts of fear. Um, even as a little kid, I had horrible nightmares of spiders um, with no explanation. So there's a theory that epigenetics is actually the cause of phobias and that it's part of our animal instinct. <laughs> so for instance, for me, let's say three or four generations back, I had a family member who had an experience where they were bitten by a spider and it was life-threatening or it was really scary. And on um, that embedded into their DNA. Now, obviously, this would have to have happened before they procreated, right? So um, maybe they had two or three kids before the spider thing, and then they had an experience with a spider that was really traumatizing that embedded into their DNA. Then their subsequent children would receive that, that experience. Um, not that they remember it consciously, but they would receive the instincts through epigenetics that would guide them to feel very afraid of spiders as a protective mechanism, right? And then it's passed on generation, generation, generation. Um, I have three daughters and one of my daughters is horrifically afraid of spiders. Now I have healed most of that in her. Not that I'm, you know, I do energy healing and emotional healing, but, but it's profound to me that she was born no experience with a spider, right? And as a little toddler, she would wake up freaking out from a dream. And, and when she described it, it was the same experience that I had in my dreams as little kids. And I'd never told anybody about those dreams ever. Um, I just, I would just run my mom's room. Like I never told anybody what I dreamt. So um, this came from somewhere, okay? So epigenetics is a huge branch of science that really supports what it is that I am doing and other energy workers are doing. It's the concept that your biography becomes your biology. The things you experience, the thing your, things your parents, your siblings, your ancestors have experienced become a part of your genetic coding. Okay, so it's really cool to start thinking about the fact that Western science and Western and modern medicine is actually catching up in, in their studies to some of the things that people have been getting results from for thousands of years, right? Reiki is an ancient practice from, from Japan. 
and people have been addressing things as if this was true and, and benefiting from it for a long time. But now science is starting to prove these things, which is really cool and fascinating. I, I really get a thrill out of that. Um, so think about how if something is, you know, only lasting a certain number of generations, and obviously they haven't proved how many generations this actually lasts, and I'm certain it would be a variable, right? Based on species, based on experience, so many things. Um, but let's say it, it starts to wane or, or fade. It's not quite as strong as things progress. Um, think about how that means, how that transpires into your own personal experiences in your life, things that you have gone through. And specifically, let's talk about things that were traumatic, okay? So trauma, first let's define that a little bit. Trauma does not have to be a horrific car accident or a near-death experience or severe and extreme abuse or neglect. Trauma can be um, anything that your body or mind or nervous system perceives as a threat, okay? So think about your own personal experiences from childhood, adolescence, and young adulthood. And I highlight those parts of life because typically I see in my clients that all of the things that we're healing that are buried within their biology from their biography have been things that occurred in the first 25 to 30 years of their life. And there's a reason for that. It takes until we're about 25 for women, mostly closer to 25 for men, closer to 30 years old for our nervous system and our brain to fully mature. Okay. So this is something that, that comes as a surprise to a lot of people is something that most people don't really care to know that doesn't seem to have a big impact on their knowledge or or what they would consider in life. But for me, this is significant um, in what I do because so many people really think that, you know, like you're grown up when you're 18 and it's not physiologically true. Physically and neurologically, we're not fully mature at that time. So during those years, um, and people talk about the super early years a lot. It's a really big topic with pregnant moms and little babies that we want to expose them to, you know, like um, classical music and all sorts of languages and how their, their nervous system and, and the pathways in their brain are developing so rapidly. And it's such a time of absorption, right? They're like little sponges and they're really absorbing so much. However, that doesn't end in that time frame. That really does continue. Now, it is different um, because there's a lot more logic, and logic tends to override some of that sometimes. But at, at a physical level, neurologically and mentally, people are still absorbing. They're still developing parameters, rules, and um, walls and borders to what reality is, what appropriate human behavior is, how they are, what the relationship is between self and others, self and the universe, who they are in the universe, what we are. Um, you know, that the great question, like, who are we? What are we? What is our purpose? Where we come from? Um, what's the meaning of life? 
all of those questions are still really being developed in our nervous system and our brain up until 25 or 30 years of life. What that means as far as your biography becoming your biology is that all through that time, all of the experiences that you're going through are having a more profound effect on your genetics, on how your nervous system fires and is wired, on the pathways in your brain and, and, and um, which ones it's going to fire on more, most easily. Um, it, it has a, a physiological effect on your development, okay? Not that it can't happen afterwards, but once we are mature, we perceive our experiences from the ability of being fully developed mentally and neurologically. I have a kitty on my lap. She just got down. So um, what does all that mean? Basically, I want to give some, some scientific background um, to people who just have not experienced energy work of any modality before because it feels very abstract and it feels like how could that even work especially with what I do I do distance healing right my clients are on a zoom call I have clients all over the country um so we have an experience or our ancestors have an experience and that is embedded and encoded into so many different places in our body into our genetics, into our nervous system, into our brain, okay, into our emotional pathways in our brain. This is a big deal. Um, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, and I worked with kids for a long time before I worked with adults, where there are a lot of kids who struggle with processing their emotions, expressing their emotions, um, feeling comfortable and safe in their emotions. So many things emotionally that are being addressed for the youth of today. Because they are living in a pretty wild world, right? Um, pretty crazy stuff going on in the world today. Even before last year and the epidemic and the lockdown and everything, um, there's just a lot of conversation about concern for the youth of today with all that they're experiencing, video games, um, violence on TV. There's so much, right? So imagine that you've got this, this child that's that's gone through all these varieties of experiences and and it's affecting their emotional um reflexes we call them like reflexes right how would they react to certain circumstances words situations relationships etc so <clears throat> this is a neurological response this happens in the brain and the and the nervous system um, long before it's vocalized or you see it on their face or in their actions. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, helping kids to learn how to manage their emotions, but parents tend to more easily go into the abstract therapies for their kids more than themselves. So parents are getting into meditation, yoga, tapping, all these kinds of things for their kiddos. Well, that's because for our kids and our animals, we're willing to just do anything, try anything. And when we see results, we don't even care what the science behind it is. But when it comes to an adult, that I work with adults now, um, they tend to want to ask a lot more questions. So I'm trying to preemptively answer those questions for you. So uh, a child has experiences that are traumatic, 
And trauma doesn't have to be huge and significant. It's just something that's perceived as any kind of a threat, right? And um, that's embedded into their neurological system, how they respond to different things. It's embedded into their genetics. When we address that with um, like talk therapy, sometimes the whole emotional response is triggered and they go through it again. And, and that's not doing anything but reinforcing it at a neurological level. Um, so I, I recently had a client say, this is like going to therapy, but better when we did a coaching session, because we're actually moving into a different response to the same sort of situations. Um, but it's not just with talking. That's where Reiki comes in, right? I'm addressing the root of where this neurological response and genetic response was sourced. And, and what some people um aren't understanding about reiki is that when i'm doing a reiki session absolutely if you have something that's a childhood trauma or a young adult or adolescent trauma we can address that but many 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 times it comes from farther back right it's it's um generations back it's it's in our family history and that's what the study of epigenetic epigenetics is showing us um and and just because it's now being proven doesn't mean that this treatment right this kind of therapy using reiki is new it's thousands of years old and and people have experienced so many benefits but now it's it's being proven so um i just want to give a little insight as to how your biography becomes your biology so i hope that all makes sense so um all these different experiences are kind of wrapped up in us and it's it's an excavation process. I always say it's like unearthing your true self because we carry all this on behalf of so many people. Um, these kinds of things are not just imposed by our personal experience. Um, think about my Nana. So she passed, she was 85. She passed six years ago. And she was born right during the Great Depression her entire generation here in the United States experienced a trauma of, of scarcity, right? So it's not just your personal experiences, it's generational experiences. The generation of adults and children today are experiencing the trauma of everything that happened last year. doesn't matter what your beliefs are or wrong or right or who or what. It was traumatic. It it felt threatening, and that's why everybody was freaking out, um, because it felt threatening no matter who you were or where you were in a lot of ways. Okay, so that's going to need to be healed as people move forward. And some people are healing it now at like presently, and other people are going to carry that within them and pass it down through their epigenetics. So I hope that makes sense, brings a little clarity as to how this works and the science that is now starting to prove, you know, exactly um, how it affects genetic coding and things like that and how it's passed on through D DNA and how it really is a good thing. It's a survival mechanism. It's serving future generations. However, man has reached this part of its evolution where we're no longer in survival mode and we're not out there hunting and foraging and trying to keep from being eaten 
um, we're more evolving on a spiritual and emotional plane now. And so it really serves my clients, and this is what I do for them, to excavate all that old baggage, right? All that stuff that's no longer serving us that either came from personal experiences or experiences from the past and, and get to a point of clarity, get to a point of freedom, get to a point where what we're working through tends to be present issues, right? Things that are happening now. And we all have a lot happening in our lives um, right now. So it's important to get to that too, so that we're not passing these things on um, either through epigenetics or behavior. And I didn't talk about that a lot, but I'm assuming most people know that if you have some bad communication habits, um, bad habits within your relationships, bad habits in your parenting, in your health, obviously kids are little sponges and see that in you and that gets passed on whether we like it or not. So um, I help my clients with that too. But today I really wanted to address the energy side and help you understand the science behind energy work. Um, and, and maybe next week what I'll do is a little bit more in-depth information about how that works when I do a distant healing session, um, which is what I focus on because um, I find it more powerful and more effective and um, that it, it does a lot more for my clients. So let me know if you have any questions, if that jives, if that makes sense, if that makes it a little more logical and tangible rather than this like completely abstract concept that's kind of hard to grasp. So hopefully that helps you all. Hi, Ela. It's good to see you and I will see you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Quantum Health and Mindset Podcast today. Ladies, if you took the time to listen to this, it means you really care about yourself. Congratulations on taking a small step to putting yourself first. If you liked what you heard, we'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes. Thanks again for joining us. And don't forget to check out my free Facebook group, Quantum Health, Healing, and Happiness for Women.